Alright, welcome to another exciting episode of Until Dawn. My name is Koi, and with me as always is my beautiful wife, Felicia. Hello. Alright, so we haven't fallen off the map or quit doing the show. Things just seem to have gotten a little delayed. And unfortunately, of course, we're not going to be able to do the Black Mirror Scrying episode as we originally planned. We just got really busy with the kids and their activities, and we didn't have time to do the research. But that doesn't mean we're not going to go ahead and still put out a show. We've also had some very exciting news. Do you want to tell them what that is? Yeah, um, I'm going to get to go to Ohio State Reformatory at the end of April, beginning of May, to investigate for a couple nights. In addition to talking about the Ohio State Reformatory, also I thought we could talk about what equipment you're taking to Ohio and what your favorite equipment actually is. Oh, it's so hard to pick a favorite. I really like digital recorders because I like reviewing that evidence. Like video, I hate re- I hate reviewing video because I just don't have the attention span to sit there and watch hours of video. It's awful. So I use a Zoom H1 handy recorder. I really like the audio quality of it. I like that it's easy. There's only one button to push on top to start the recording. One of the things I like about the Zoom recorder, because it's also one of my favorite pieces of equipment, although I actually don't use it, I actually use an Olympus recorder, is the fact that you can you change the record format of it. You can record in a WAV format or you can record in an MP3 format. I like that it has the micro SD card which makes it easy to take your data and put it onto the computer. I know that we did a case at the Belvoir Winery in Liberty, Missouri, and I got a really great EVP, but it was like my first investigation. And there was no way to get the, with the recorder I was using, there was no way to get that evidence off of the recorder onto something else. Oh, that was your old Sony recorder, wasn't it? Yes. They had just had the line out. Right. So now it's just you, sitting in my dresser. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes the Zoom recorder, I think, so much better. And a lot of the, of course, a lot of the new recorders as well, they all have the option for external storage, putting an SD card in. The Olympus recorder, which I don't have with me, but it actually has a part for a thumb drive to actually slide out of it to where you can plug the recorder itself directly into your laptop or whatever you're using to review the evidence. I also like with my Zoom, I got the accessory kit, so it comes with a stand that I can screw into it, and I can just sit it anywhere. It's nice and sturdy. I don't have to worry about holding it in my hand or dropping it, which is nice. So besides your Zoom recorder, what else are you taking with you to Ohio? Let's see, I'll be taking my millimeter, um, rim pod, which I'm still working with. There's still things I'm trying to figure out with that because I've noticed a lot of times paranormal equipment does not come with any instructions, which aggravates me because I don't know how to use it sometimes. Um, what else? Are you taking your full spectrum GoPro? My full spectrum GoPro DVR system. Are we taking our DVR? We'll take two sets of DVR systems because it's such a big area. Oh, something else I did this time. Which, I know you were like, why did you order 5,000 glow-in-the-dark beads? Oh yes, please elaborate on that because I've been waiting for an answer. So I had this thought, you know, a lot of times people use like marbles and stuff to put down to see, you know, if the spirits can move the marbles. 
well, when you're in the dark, it's hard to see those. So in my head, I was thinking maybe if I got like glow in the dark beads, we could use our flashlights to charge them and then we could set them down. And then we'd be able to actually see in the dark if they actually did move. So I ordered a ton of those to take. I can hand out to everybody on the team to see I, if that works. I figured it was just so you guys wouldn't lose each other. Yeah. That could or, work too. Or maybe the, like the breadcrumbs, like Hansel and Gretel, you just use beads <laughs> and find your way back. Yeah, it work. Or we could just put them on our shirts and go like we're 80s style. So what kind of problems do you think you may run into with equipment-wise at Ohio State Reformatory? Since I won't be there. The DVR system. <laughs> I suck at setting up the DVR system. I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah. We'll have to have a couple classes before I leave. One thing I'll have to remember is like with a full spectrum GoPro, when we were at the Eldred House in Illinois, we had set this ball down. And it was me and Koi and then our friends Shelly and Jared. And the ball actually started moving across the room. Well, I got super excited and I was wearing the GoPro on my head. Well, of course, instead of looking at the ball, I got excited and like looked up in the air. And unfortunately, the GoPro was on my head. So we didn't get it on video because I was not looking at the ball. <laughs> so I have to make a note in my head to pay attention. To look where the stuff's happening and not get excited and jump around. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. Good experience. <laughs> Snow proof. Yeah. So, I saw what my favorite piece of equipment was. What's yours? My favorite equipment, the one thing that I always take is the IR camera. Not the IR GoPro, but the actual, well, the actual full spectrum handheld camera that we have. That's always, I figure, if I can get anything... Cause I can't hear. No, you can't hear. <laughs> so, if I, but I can see good. So that, that helps. Yeah. You're I, the eyes on the ears. That's why I, I also review all the video, but actually I really don't have a one particular favorite item. I like all the equipment. I'm always quick to be the one to want to grab new equipment, always getting new equipment. Yeah. Right now you want to get the thermal camera. Yeah. That's what we do for anniversaries, birthdays, we always get new equipment. Yep. Makes it easy. Makes it weird at work when they're like, oh, what did you get your wife for anniversary? And you're like, a DVR security system. <laughs> Dowsing rods. People think we're strange, but we know that they're strange. Well, the neighbors really think we're strange because they see us packing up all kinds of black pelican cases into our cars. <laughs> so I figured they either think... We're doing something with audio, video, maybe photographers, or international assassins. That's right. The best part is when we're traveling and we go to hotels. Oh, yeah. And we have to load all the gear into the rooms. And it's just walking through the hotels with all kinds of black pelican cases. And and I'm always wanting the room if someone died in it. Yes. If, if it's haunted. I'm sure they think we're quite strange. Yeah. That's why I let you check in. Yeah. All right, so I know you've already done the research for Ohio State Reformatory, so why don't you give us some of the facts now? I know the construction started in 1886. Yeah, and before that, it was actually built on the grounds of a place called Camp Mordecai Bartley. That was a training camp for the Civil War soldiers. About 4,000 soldiers were trained there. It was built to look like a castle. The guy that designed it said he wanted it to be spiritually uplifting. Spiritually uplifting? Spiritually. Well, because it was... It, they didn't want to think of it as a prison. It was like a reformatory. 
They, it was for... That uh, sounds like a fancy word for a prison. Right. <laughs> oh, you're not going to prison. You're going to a reformatory. It was for first-time offenders. The idea was to bring them in, and they wanted to like teach them a trade and then reintegrate them back out into society. However, crime started rising pretty quickly. They had to start bringing in other prisoners, like more hardened criminals. Got overpopulated. That leads to more crime within the prison, and things just started going downhill from there. So it started with a good plan, but ended shitty. When did they quit using it? In 1990. It got closed down because of inhumane and brutal conditions. At the reformatory? At the reformatory. I'm really sad you can't go because you worked in a prison. So I feel like you're a good person to take on investigations to prisons. Like when we went to Missouri State. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We should do that at least one more time. One thing I did find interesting when I was looking up some information for the show is that the, I think it's the East cell block still remains to be one of the largest freestanding cell blocks in the world with six tiers high. Yeah, I think it's 600 cells. That's crazy. I know, I can't wait to see that. Because I thought Missouri State Penitentiary was huge, but this is going to be amazing. I'm excited. So I know over 200 people have died at the Ohio State Reformatory, including two guards. But you actually know some details on one of the inmate deaths? Yeah, it's one of the most noted. It was a guy named Lockhart... And he actually sprayed himself with paint thinner and then set himself on fire to commit suicide. Why has he got paint thinner to begin with? Like, was he just chilling out in a cell? No, prison art. They do that. No, 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 no. I worked in a prison. We never gave some guys paint thinner to take back to the... You worked in an army prison. Still a prison. No. It's a thing. You saw it. We've seen it. Oh, I've seen the stuff in their cells, but it doesn't mean you give them paint thinner to go back to the house with. Oh, no. It didn't work there. I mean, I had guys making baseball bats. Doesn't mean we... Uh, yeah, take them. You also had a guy kill another guy with a baseball bat. Right, but that didn't mean we let, <laughs> let him leave with it. That was on the softball field. <laughs> oh, God. So, besides the violent past and massive building that it is, there's also been some more well-known things that have been done there. I know there was a, a small movie called The... Shawshank Redemption. I don't know if anybody's probably seen that or not. I haven't. (laughs) I was definitely joking when I said that. I think I did once. But let's talk about deaths. Because I like to talk about deaths. So there was also a warden named Glatke. And his wife was in the closet. They said she was digging for a box. And there was a gun that fell. Like in the closet? In the closet. Oh, like in the real closet, not in like closet. not like today in the closet. <laughs> no, and um, a gun fell and shot her. Some people think that that was suspicious, and maybe he actually shot her. But why? Because she digging in a closet and, and got a gun fell. Anyway, she didn't actually die from the gunshot. She got sick. I think they said with pneumonia, and she died three days later from that. However, I think it was 
1959, Warden Gladkey was in his office and he had a heart attack and died. So they're both said to haunt the location. They say that in the living quarters you can smell Miss Gladkey's rose perfume and that you can hear Warden Gladkey walking up and down the hallways. You can hear him supposedly checking on the inmates. And they say that there is cold air that passes, the feeling of cold air passing through you in the administrative wing, which is the area that they lived in. The chapel is supposed to be haunted. I read that it's rumored that executions actually took place there before it was a chapel. There's lots of orbs. Which I'm not a big orb person. <laughs> you mean there's lots of... It's a dusty it's area? dusty. <laughs> there might be a slight breeze. <laughs> and uh, a shadow figure in the doorway that likes to peek out at you and then stick its head back in. The infirmary is known to set off EMF detectors. There's unexplained gusts of air in there. Also known as ghost farts. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> you didn't have to record that. <laughs> oh my God. Continue. <laughs> there was deaths in the infirmary because prisoners starved to death. There was inmates would come because they were sick. The ones that were sick, inmates would come and steal food from the prisoners. I don't know. You know what? I read this stuff, but then I think <laughs> about it in my head. I'm like, what? Like prisoners are running around free? No. <laughs> no. You know what? People put anything on the internet and people like me will believe it. Well, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Right. I don't know. I'm sorry. I moved to my chair. I got the 1970s chairs, so if I move, it makes but it's ungodly from, noises. It's from a dead person, so... It is. That's why I got it. it. I know. It even has a cigarette burn from him. Not from lighting himself on fire. <laughs> Um, in the hole, there's said. <laughs> they? Was it multiple personalities, or is it just a single person? I don't or know. Group? Okay, in the hole, it's said there's lots of negative activity. <laughs> I am not meaning that perverted. I'm just leaving that there. Alright. Um, things that I read was like nausea, chills, uncomfortable feeling, feelings of being watched. But all of those can be signs of being sensitive to EMF. So I actually want to. Or claustrophobia. Yeah. Uneasy feelings because you're in a tight space. Yeah, I guess the hole is a tight space. <laughs> Anyway, moving on from the hole, the chair room. Like the electric chair or just the... No, it's just like a small windowless room that has a chair in it. Oh, so it's actually the chair room. The chair room. If you move the chair or if you sit in the chair, the entity gets angry. If you move it, it'll actually move the chair back. I was reading a story on Weekend Weird and Greg from... Weekend Weird had actually got scratched in that room. There was an inmate turned tour guide named Mike 
who I think you said was on Ghost Ghost Asylum, right? Yeah. Who was taunting the spirit and said that he was going to smash the chair and take it outside for firewood. And I guess when that happened, Greg got scratched. And he had like three marks down him. They said when they looked at the marks, they weren't really so much like scratches, but just kind of whelps down his back. We can post the link to that story on our Twitter account. There's activity at the graveyard, too. There is 218 gravestones out in the graveyard. They did not put the prisoners' names on it. They're all just numbered with the inmates' numbers. Out there, activity is orbs, always. (laughs) Dust. Objects moving around the graveyard, and equipment failures common up there. Like battery drainage or just stuff that works. Just working. malfunction in general. That makes sense. I watched Ghost Adventures <laughs> for dramatic effect and entertainment, but they actually had a bunch of equipment failure out there as well. The thing I remember most about that episode is DJ Fly, the yeah. inmate. Get off me! Get off me! <laughs> That was pretty good. When he was in the cell. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know the reference I'm talking to, you should definitely watch that episode. It's very entertaining. All of their episodes are entertaining. And you you do get to see some cool behind-the-scenes areas of the locations. Yeah. That if you haven't been there. I will take lots of pictures. I hope so. Put them up on our Instagram. I'm usually just excited to get into these locations to take pictures as I am to investigate yeah, I know when we did the Missouri State Prison tour, that was like just as cool as doing actually doing the investigation. Yeah. I know you hate traveling with me. Because yes. I have to stop everywhere to take pictures. And I'm a tourist trap whore. Like, any tourist trap I have to stop at. Except for the vacuum cleaner museum, because you will not stop there. Because it sucks. <laughs> it's only like an hour from our house, and he will not stop for me ever. Because it sucks. It says so on the sign. It says, stop here. This museum sucks. Yeah, it does. One last thing I want to say about Ohio State Reformatory is if anyone ever gets the chance to listen to Sherry Brake speak, then they should definitely take that opportunity. I know we've heard her speak two or three times at the Haunted America Conference. Yes. She always, I think every time she spoke about the Ohio State at least two times, maybe three times. And it's just fascinating. She's a very good speaker. She knows a lot about the place. She does a lot of um, investigations there. She also wrote a book called The Haunted History of the Ohio State Reformatory. It's a pretty good read, so I suggest that for anyone that likes to read. I know I read all the time. I hate to read. Yeah, you do. I read a couple books a week at least. I've read one book this year. <laughs> I read for both of us. There you go. So, she is speaking. If you go to the Haunted America Conference this year in Alton, Illinois, she is speaking there again. So, I'm really excited to hear her again. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Until Dawn Podcast. Or if you want, you can just send us an email at untildawnpodcast at gmail.com. Is there anything else you want to say? Yes, that it will not take so long for us to record our next episode. That's right. We will lock it down. 
we will do it. Even with me going to Ohio. Right. We'll have lots to talk about it whenever you, sh- you get back. Yes. You will. All right. So until next time, I'm Coy. I'm Felicia. And this is Until Dawn.